What is up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy Paul. And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode 36, game 42, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was initially a garbage fire, but then it was okay. We still lost. (laughs) We did do that. That is not an inaccurate assessment of how the night ended. But I'm like not mad. I'm like not as mad about them losing. It could have been much worse, to be honest. And there's a lot to be said about why I feel that way. But I think, again, like it goes back to like what we talked about like weeks ago where we were like, I really don't think that this team is it. Like, I don't think this team is going to make the playoffs like what we should do now is develop and just enjoy the hockey that's being played. And I feel like tonight, like take aside that first, I mean, the first period wasn't terrible in total, like after those three goals, um, <laughs> I know that's hard to like ignore. Like I, I'm not asking that we ignore it. Like I know goals that, in six minutes, <laughs> but I know that ultimately, I guess what I should say is like for 14 out of the 20 minutes, which is a majority of the time, it wasn't terrible to watch. It's just that, like, after that six minutes, so fifth, like, math is hard. Yeah, 54 minutes of that game was not hard to watch. Like, it was kind of fun to watch. Um, so I think that that's part of, like, the saving grace there, right? It's like, yeah, like, we can lose games as long as you're going out and you're watching people play well and like with heart and all that kind of stuff and you're seeing people develop and you're seeing good things on the ice so um yeah like you said the blue jackets lose six to four not the end of the world i mean really six to four is i mean it makes it seem like it was a lot closer than it probably it was in reality like for most of the game i mean really it wasn't until the middle to end of the third period that we even started to like get back into it a little bit in terms of on the scoreboard so not too bad yeah and it was nice to see I mean like you you said we're at this point it's more about developing giving people um ice time and just sort of like letting even in in losses letting people show what they can do on the ice and how they can be effective so that you know, if they are one of these guys, that's kind of like on the line of staying, um, on the team or keeping a full-time position, um, and not, you know, doing the back and forth between, uh, Columbus and Cleveland, uh, it's, you know, a good opportunity. Like tonight, it was nice to see some people that we don't normally see, um, or at least not as often on the score sheet, You know, Michael Delzato got a goal, which I was super excited about because, um, as I'm sure a lot of fans know, yesterday in his um, pregame interview, they asked him about um, what he would like to see happen in the offseason with his his contract. Um, And he wants to stay. He wants to stay in Columbus. He wants to be a Blue Jacket. And from his end of things, he has said that he has made that very clear um, to the front office. Uh, and personally, I think that he has been a really great addition um, 
especially after losing Nudavara and Murray um, and not having that defensive depth that we thought, you know, we would have. Um, he's been a good, I wouldn't say, I mean, he's played with Seth a couple of times, but he's more of like a third line, second line defenseman. Um, and he has a great attitude. He has a great attitude. He's a character guy. Um, and I think given the right opportunity, he could be really beneficial, um, to some of the younger guys too, because he is older. He's 30. Are we wearing matching shirts? I think so. Kind of definitely the same block CBJ. I think we've got on different like colors, but yeah, I mean, like Del Zotto has been a good story. And I think too, like trigger warning, I will be talking about David Savard not being a Columbus blue jacket. When you think about that too, like the reality of that and you think like, okay, like David Savard is going to be gone. You're looking at a defensive core that doesn't really like, I mean, like, to be fair, though, like, Seth Jones and, and Zach Renski are are young on paper, but, like, they've been in the league for five years, like, five-plus years, each of them. So it's, like, they actually really are kind of, vet, like, veterans in that sense. But um, there's not, like, a an older presence that's been there before. I mean, Michael Delzato has a Stanley Cup, um, you know, those kind of things. And to have somebody like that in your back end, I think, is really important. Um, and it's not something that you have anymore. You don't have somebody who's been with the team for almost for 597 games. Um, you know what I mean? Like you don't have that kind of leadership, that style of leadership in your defensive core right now. And so if he sticks around, I'm going to be perfectly okay with it um, for him to be kind of like, a, like you said, like a depth guy, like a, a third pair kind of guy. Um I don't have a problem with that. Cause I mean, like, if you look at it, like, you know, the peak's probably going to get a look again um, at, at some real minutes and, you know, whatever else we decided to do. So yeah, definitely fascinating stuff there. Um, well, we saw, you know, we saw Jack get another goal, which was good. Jack has been on the fence in towards his eyes for, the last several weeks so any progress I mean he was a third star of the night he got a goal and two assists um so any improvement um I think Jack is a really important piece because you know as we said when we first acquired him you know having a hometown guy on the team does a lot for the fans and does a lot for the atmosphere um he is very talented it's just he's struggled a bit um finding his groove and like getting into this system of play but at this point this system could drastically change over the course of the offseason which could be to his benefit um and we could really see a lot of um a lot of great things come out of his play and his determination um you know, Max got on the board again, which was great. I love that kid so much. I just, I know that he, every time he scores, like you can see just a little glimpse of him feeling more like himself. And um, he not only got a goal, but he had some really nice opportunities tonight. And then of course, Zach adds another goal. Um, and, you know, we, we fought back we knew pretty early on we were not going to win 
um it would have been a weird six minutes in i think we literally we um uh it was yeah i mean but it seriously could have been so much worse like after those first six minutes i looked at jeremy and i said we're losing like 15 to nothing today um but you know they they rallied at a certain point and even when they weren't like fully rallied they were still playing they were still trying and you know tampa tampa we knew would come swinging this time because leading up to tonight they had lost their last three games and they're not a team that enjoys losing um they also are not huge fans of the fact that the panthers are ahead of them in the standings um so they had a point to prove they also hate losing to us and we did really well against them the other night um so we knew they were going to come back and be dicks about stuff and they were they were like there was a lot of weirdness that happened um you know, like we said, they got three goals in the first six minutes. Corby ended up being pulled. Um, and really only, I would say only one of the, the second goal was really like a Corby. Well, and even that one, right? Like, I mean, like you can make an argument, but like it was also a busted play and like there, there was just not enough defensive support for him. Like really in any of them and really the only the only goal that stands out to me as one that like any of the goaltenders who went back tonight is the one that creeped through elvis off of like toward the blue line if you remember that one um i can't remember which goal that was specifically part of me thinks that it's the goal that made it five to one yeah i think so but um yeah that's the only goal that i think you know he would want to have back i think um, you know, other than that, like the rebound control was a little bit iffy from Elvis tonight, but again, like he found a way to take those rebounds that he was giving up and save them for the most part. So you can't be too mad. Well, and I, you know, I also want to say, I don't know that we heard it on our end, but I don't, and I also don't know if you saw it on Twitter, um, after the game, but like we talked about in our last regular episode about people giving shit to our goalies, um, to the people who were booing and cheering for Corpy to get, I don't, I don't think that that, I mean, like there were, there was cheering and that kind of stuff, but that's not the vibe I got. Like, I didn't get that it was cheering because like Corpy was getting pulled. I thought it was more like support like as elvis came in like and maybe i'm misreading people's intentions but i know i clapped and i know you did too and to me like, yeah that felt like it was more of a support for elvis coming into the game and like an encouragement for corpy as he got off the ice and maybe i'm misreading that and maybe i'm not i like maybe i'm well, naive well those were our intentions <laughs> um based on some twitter things i don't know that that was um some other people's intentions but in that circumstance like that's so fucking shitty like you face off against you know and yes we we want to win games anytime but again it's about re- being realistic in this circumstance and you're playing against the essentially num- the reigning Stanley Cup champions 
Breaking news, pretty good. What? I said breaking news, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, who are out for us. Like, literally, they had a hit out on the Blue Jackets after losing on Tuesday. Um, and, you know, this our team has struggled. So it's just shitty to do that. It's shitty to do that if your intentions were cruel and to cheer because Corby was leaving. Um, because like we've said before, we are nothing without our goaltenders and that's not helpful. So don't be a shitty fan. If you're going to be in the arena, like that's obnoxious. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like there are times where I'm all about like booing, booing the players, booing the fit, like that kind of deal when it's warranted, but like not so much tonight. I mean, really, what could you do? I mean, like it was all bad um so yeah i mean like a lot of interesting things to take away from it like i don't like i don't really know where to go from here i think the one place we can go is like talking through and working our way through tortorella's um post-game comments about like who he was frustrated with and like who he was upset with i will get to what you want to talk about I'm sure you want to talk about David Savard, but we'll get there. No, 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 no. Oh, before, okay. Before we talk about Torts, I would like the audience to know that this evening, Jeremy Paul lost his shit in favor of Stefan Mattel. Yes. I, I would like to control the narrative here and say that even at the arena, I said he should not be playing in this game, but I'm glad that at least he did that here. <laughs> and I will say we agree on the fact that he should not have been playing in the lineup tonight. It should have been Kevin Stenland. He's a much better replacement for Boone Jenner. But you will be someone would be lying if they didn't tell you that that hit that Stefan Mateau gave to that lightning player wasn't the coolest fucking thing that we saw all night today. And I and I will allow for some questions about whether or not that hit was kosher all the way because like the more I watch it like he did launch into him like you're not allowed to leave your feet when you hit somebody and he did leave his feet to ju- jump into Sergachev. So I will allow that like and I will not die on that hill whether or not it was dirty whether it was clean whatever like I promise I don't have the time. But what I will say is, like, that's the first time really all year. And then, like, to immediately take on Kyle and Foote. Kyle Foote is the son of Adam Foote, who, if you follow us on Twitter, you saw today that apparently, like, it was, like, his eight-year anniversary or, like, nine-year anniversary from retiring from the league. Um, Personally, I think the league started getting better this day eight or nine years ago to have that piece of shit out of the league. Um, so I tweeted, let's beat the lightning in order to celebrate this occasion. Like, let's beat his son. Um, we didn't, but when in theory, <laughs> will... though, we did beat his son, we did Stephon... beat the shit out of him. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think that there was, I didn't think it was all that close. Like I thought that like, like Mateau knew that cow was coming and he was like, all right, let's motherfucking do it. And <laughs> And he, he motherfucking did it. And yeah, it was just, it was good. I mean, and that was like the kind of thing. And like out of that, 
Stefan Mateau doesn't get any additional penalties. Stefan Mateau just gets the five minutes for fighting. But then you get a 10-minute game misconduct for Callum Foot. You get a two-minute instigator and a five-minute um, fighting penalty as well. So 17 minutes in penalty time. I'll tell you what, like that, nothing got, that was so good to see. It was the first time that I've really seen anybody play with that kind of, I mean, listen, it's 6-2. We are out of that game. And I, I will also allow and entertain any arguments or any sentiments of like, that game's out of hand for him to go and do that. Like, it's not necessary. Like, it's not warranted. Like, and I get it. Like, I will listen, listen to that and I would accept it. But also like, let, let us at least like recognize that that's somebody who at least was showing up and like pissed off enough to like go and do what he did. And that's like what we've been asking for all year. Yeah. And what was nice is that it did really kind of jumpstart the boys. Like, and cause that we were, it was six, two at the time of the hit and the fight and that energy sort of like, buzzed through them and we were able to get two more goals after that and make it not look as terrible of a loss you know with six to four um and it's that kind of stuff like we've talked about before it's that kind of stuff that we have been wanting to see is guys getting pissed and guys you know defending either whether it be their fellow fellow players or themselves or the team or whatever. Um, Because that's one of the interesting things about hockey is that it's one of the few sports that you have the opportunity that if you want to, you can hit your opponent in the face. Like you don't get that in other sports. Yes, you can tackle in football. Um, But other than that, they pretty much frown upon it in other sports from what I'm aware of um and that passion like that is something that I've always liked about the Blue Jackets it was something that I really enjoyed with players like Josh Anderson and um even though I hate him Pierre-Luc Dubois um you know people like that who would get up in people's faces and would pick out someone in the game and you know, eventually you could tell, you could tell that there would be eventually a fight. Um, you know, so it's just that, that passion. Um, but yeah, I will talk about the other person that whose passion that I appreciated when we get to the sad part of this episode. Um, but let's talk about torts. <laughs> well, and the thing about torts that I just think is interesting is like, he comments in the post game and he's like, um, you know, I don't think being a seller ha- affected the way this team played tonight, which acknowledges that the room is aware of the situation that they're in. And I think that that is like what I was saying earlier, like there are different aspects of this loss that make it more easy to swallow. And part of it is the admission at the end of the game and in the post game where it's like, we know what we're up against. Nashville wins tonight in Detroit. They take, so they are seven points above the Blue Jackets. Um, I mean, wins big, yeah, seven to one, right? Like, and so it's like at this point, like, if there are any of you left, that's it, that's all I have to say. Like, that's the end of the sentence, like, um, because like, bless you and your loyalty, well, right? Like, 
you should have been the one in the loyalty promo that they did last year but i do like i just like it's it's such a lost cause and i'm glad that they acknowledge that like and i think too beyond that like i found it interesting that towards says you know um you know there are some players who who i was really happy with the game like he kind of kind of got a little bit harsh with ports line and Evan was doing the whole like i'm not going to evaluate individual players because i'll probably end up saying something about somebody that i shouldn't say or this that and the other and and part of me is like i wonder who he's talking about well Pert thinks that he took some flack for the fact that the last couple of weeks he specifically called out jack and then said i'm not going to talk about you know the rest of the team or i'm not going to point out someone except for jack rosovic fuck that guy correct um let me just go get three points for you tonight but yeah, I mean, we're we're at a very, and I think towards two is at the point where it's like, you know, he acknowledged that the locker room is aware of, you know, where they're at, but also we've <laughs> we're coming up to the trade deadline. We also have two players who are out for the rest of the season, basically, yeah. with injuries, um, in Boone Jenner and Riley Nash, and. Those are two centermen. As much as we've given weird flack to Riley Nash this season because of the different situations he's been put in, you know, he and Boone, like, you know, they explained it in in the postgame tonight. We no longer can hide our weak center depth, like, because we no longer have Boone who can just go out and take a face off and go back to the bench. You know, these guys that we have playing in the center position have to like they have to start doing what they're supposed to be doing. So essentially it's kind of like looking at the rest of the season as like a way more complicated training camp, because this is where we start being like, what do you need to feel better about taking face-offs? Like what, you know, I will, I will say tonight in the face-off circle, um, uh, Jack Rosovic was 64.3% and Max Domi was 70.6%. So Ooh, that's actually, good for Max. That's a really good night for Max. Yeah, between the two of them, pretty good. Now, I, I hard to believe that only two other people took face-offs for the Blue Jackets tonight, but that's what I'm seeing on NHL.com. So Jack and Nick. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying like people get chased from the like circle, and then they. There really wasn't a whole lot of that though. I know, but it's just like that's hard to believe. I feel like it happens every game. Uh, Nick was at twenty percent, and uh, Zach Davi was at twenty two point two, so not great from those guys. But also, like, let's also like call a spade a spade. In an ideal world, Nick Felino is not a center. And Zach Dalpy isn't playing on this team. <laughs> like in an ideal world where you've got a team that's like actually out here, like doing something, like that's probably the case. Like, and we know that that's the case because in the last three years, Zach Dalpy has not been, has not played. Like, I, I want to say, like, Laura, I think like we had t- like joked about this, like, since you started going to games. 
since he drew into the lineup, he had played in what seven games since he had become a fan. And that's like three seasons. Like, I don't feel like I'm ludicrous for saying when this team is playing well, Zach Dalby's not on it. <laughs> like, and that's not to say that Zach Dalby can't play well and he's not a good player, but it's like, he's not what you want to be like the pinnacle of your, like, he's a good bottom six guy, like when he needs to be, but that's not exactly who you want to have to rely on. Right. He's, he's filling a space right now and, you know, he's had some success, um, but you're right. He's not quite consistently up to the level on which a team that wasn't consistently struggling would want, um, you know, but again, we're in this weird thing where we can bring up people, um, and test them out because, you know, the season, the season is the season. We have, what do we say? This is game 42? 14 left. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not, I know that there are some of you out there and I appreciate you. And it's not us saying this is not that we don't still love the boys and like don't still love this team. It's just the facts are the facts. Like the numbers, like the numbers don't lie. And with the next thing that we're going to talk about, you know, things aren't going to like, there's going to be some changes that may be really impactful to how the rest of the season goes. Um, So, yeah, I would, I mean, as I said from day one, Nothing makes me happier to watch them go to the postseason. But I just can't see it happening. And it's much more fun to, like, watch the games with that expectation of, like, every win is great, but every loss is not devastating. You know. Every loss is actually a step in the <clears throat> in the lottery direction. Which again, I still don't believe that Blue Jacket luck would allow us to have a good lottery pick. So, oh, I don't disagree with you. I mean, it's just that's been the the overwhelming sentiment of the past. But yeah, so kind of to your point about like, well, actually, who do you think that Torts was referring to in terms of like people that he didn't whose play he didn't love? I know Line A, but Line A played like for him to say that. But then for line A to also play 17 minutes, like that doesn't correlate to me because of how he coaches. Like, I do think that line A is probably somebody he's talking about, but like, at least he's letting him play through his bumps. Yeah. I mean, obviously I would say line A and I'm not going to expand on it because everyone knows how I feel about him right now. Um, Although Jeremy and I did make a bet today while we were at the game that thankfully I think neither one of us had to follow through with. Um, I told him that if Patrick Line scored tonight, that I would buy a Patrick Line jersey, and he made the same bet for Stefan Mateau. Um, but then he also got a, he also got in that fight, so it was like still Jeremy's like opinion turned slightly. Um, but no, I think he was talking about Line I also think he was talking about Jack, even though Jack got three points. I'm so if that if he was talking about Jack, I mean I know Jack had moments like where he like like he had a couple of turnovers and stuff like that and like one that led to a, a Tampa Bay goal, but it's like 
listen, <laughs> like, like if you're going to like come for the player who is tied for your second leading scorer on the team, like in terms of points and assi- like goals and assists, like. Well, and I also think that he was talking about Tex. Like, oh, Tex was bad tonight. Tex like, was really bad. So bad. Um, and you know that goes back to everything that we've been saying, like that something's broken in this situation. Um, but no, Tex was a liability on the ice tonight, and you know, I mean, no one was outstanding really so but i do think those are probably the top people that he was referring to um i think tex has to be number one on that list though like because tex was noticeably not good yeah and it makes me wonder what happened right like because at the beginning of the season we were all like wow like this guy is like actually showing up like the bright spot in this lackluster offense is alexander texier and then it dies like and i and i wonder if it was his connection with pierre luc dubois that like was important to him and was helpful to him and he hasn't been able to really readjust to playing with other folks and things like that like that's highly possible but it is it's hard to like conceive the fact that like he I mean, he's not been playing well. Like, like he's somebody that needs to play well. Well, and I also wonder, you know, and there's a couple different players that we talk about this, but like Tech suffered a pretty severe injury last season. Um, he broke his back uh, and was out for most. I don't think we saw him again until we were in the bubble. Um, but, you know, so you have to kind of wonder sometimes like, what is a residual thing that comes from those pretty major injuries um, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I do think that there's a spark missing and hopefully that's something that they can figure out over the course of the offseason. It's not going to get figured out in the next 14 games, but um, you know, something they can figure out in the off season. Again, we've beat it like a dead horse. There's going to be a lot of big changes that come in the off season, more than likely a gigantic coaching staff change. Um, and that's going to be a real bucket of ice water for this team because, you know, a new coach, whether it's just the head coach or the whole coaching staff, or if they decide to move one of the assistant coaches up to the head coach position, um, you know, that's, that's going to be different. So, but speaking of changes, I think it's time that we talk about my eternal heartbreak as we approach the trade deadline and we see the first glimmer of what will be um, a change coming with, with the healthy scratch of David Savard tonight. You saying glimmer made it sound so positive. That was like not the right word, but after it came out, I just kept going. I meant like dark cloud, but that's more of an emotional dark cloud. 
I feel like you were going for glimpse. I'm feeling like maybe that's where we were yeah, going. Yeah, probably. But you know what? I like glimmer. I like the positive outlook on the situation. Um, yeah, I mean, David Savard will never play another game as a Columbus Blue Jacket. Like, like that's pretty clear to this point. Like, at this rate, like, Yarma Kekalainen will trade him before the trade deadline Monday at 3 p.m. Um, there were questions as to whether or not Nick Foligno would take the ice tonight um, and play in in kind of like fear of him possibly getting hurt in the same way that Riley Nash, Boone Jenner have in the last couple of games. I think it would have been perfectly understandable if he wouldn't have. Oh my God, I got caught mid yawn. Oh my gosh, Laura, I'm so sorry. And so I think like it is fascinating to to kind of adjust and digest this. Um, and recognize the situation that we're in. I mean, all the players after the game who were asked about David Savard had nothing but highly compliment complimentary things to say. Like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, like he's just been such a staple of this, of this franchise for the last, you know, eight years or nine years, hell, however many. And it's just like, it is hard to think about this team without David Savard being in the top four like it's hard to think about um but you've got to start thinking about it because like that's going to be the reality and so you hope that the return that you get on him is worth it I think it will be ultimately he's going to be the most sought after defenseman unless somebody's on the block that we don't know about um if you uh, like are are in your CBJ fields and like you're wondering what this could look like um, you should definitely check out our trade deadline special with Mark Scheig because I think we talk a lot about like the potential scenarios and like what this means for the team moving forward. But yeah, the reality of the situation is that David Savard doesn't play tonight. David Savard will never wear the union blue ever again, which, which sucks. Like it's hard. It's hard to be in this situation. Now, even if this team is going to win a Stanley cup this year, I still don't think he would come back next year. Like I just think that's where the team is, but it's still a matter of he's moving out a lot sooner than, than I think anybody expected him to because I think this team expected to compete and they're not. And so because of that, and Zach Wierenski mentioned it, they're in a spot where they haven't been in five years where they look at their assets at the deadline and they're like, we need to get rid of some of this stuff. We don't need to add to it. We need to get rid. And it's hard. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Zach said, he's like in the five years that I've been here, I've never had a teammate be, you know, a healthy scratch for precautionary um measures because everything that they've done has been you know Anthony Declare was traded in the middle of a game basically they told him when he came into the locker room after the game was over um and you know everything else has been we've traded prospects um or um trade like not trade um <laughs> why did I just forget that term oh my god it's late uh draft picks there we go got it found it um you know for other players and so we haven't had this sort of immediate or any time that we have lost a player it's been over the off season and where you know people weren't playing so it's not as much of an like an emotional hit um Although this past summer was kind of, or off season was kind of emotional, but yeah, no, I mean, I definitely, this is the reality that we're in. It's a bummer because David Savard was drafted as a blue jacket. Um, he's played 597 games um, as a blue jacket. 
it sucks that he won't get to that 600 number um, with us. He's done an incredible amount of things within the community. He is a leader in our locker room, even though he doesn't wear a letter. Um, he has stepped up in areas like he's the um, players union like rep uh, for the Blue Jackets. Uh, so he did all of that stuff. He helped develop the return to play um, situation when they were trying to figure out how to how to play during COVID. And, you know, he's just, he's a character guy. Um, and so it's going to be, you know, an, an emotional and a talent loss for us, but this is what we have to do in this, in this situation. And, um, you know, <laughs> Jeremy and I, Jeremy kept saying things to make me get emotional um, during the game because yes, Nick did play. Nick played the whole game, but um, there's potential that this evening was Nick Felino's uh, last, I don't want to say fully last game as a blue jacket because as Jeremy and I talked about at dinner tonight, I fully, and I need to believe this for my own mental health, whether or not it actually happens. I fully believe that if we trade Nick before the trade deadline, that he will go to another team, play for the remainder of whatever season they have, and then come back to the Blue Jackets in the offseason. So that is what I want to happen because as much, and I say this in our trade deadline special, as much as I love Cam and Cam is my favorite player, Nick Foligno, to me, and I think to a large majority of people who love this team, he is the heart of this team. And that will be a much bigger permanent loss to lose Nick. I have rambled a lot about my feelings. Do you have anything that you would like to say? No, mostly that you just said permanent, even though you just said he was going to come back as a free agent. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I think there's a realistic chance that he, even if he gets traded, is back. And so, um, yeah, I mean, just again, like the reality of the situation as we approach the game on Saturday is like at some point part of the decisions that you make going into the game on Saturday are reflective of where you're at in your franchise's history and like how you move forward and how you, um, you know, deal with the things that, that are at play. And that's not always going to mean fielding the best group of players that you have under contract. That might mean that you do have to scratch, you know, David Savard and you have to scratch Nick Foligno and you have to scratch. I mean, if you really think that you're going to get a return from anybody else, like maybe you have to scratch them. Like, and that's, that's okay. Like, again, like we're at a point now where we're, we're not trying to win for the sake of winning. Like we just got to, we're just trying find to a make way. it as stable as possible right. leading into the offseason. So, um, yeah. So, it's probably a good thing that I'm not the one going with you on Saturday uh, to the game because if Nick is scratched, I'm probably just going to, like, be emotional the whole time. Fair um, enough. So... I mean, I'll still be emotional with Megan while watching the game if that's the case, but at least it won't be in public. <laughs> Fair. I, well, I guess like 
that's as good a segue as any. Like as we go into Saturday's game, like what do you want to see other than Nick Felino? <laughs> I would like to see Nick Felino. Um, no, I mean we're playing the Blackhawks for the last two times this season. Thank fucking Christ. Like I'm so tired of playing Chicago. It's not even funny. Um, you know, obviously, and I'm not even gonna say like to win because it's not necessary. I just want them to play with some heart and some passion and to not get annihilated. Like tonight, the reason why I'm not super mad about them losing is because six to four is a way better circumstance than six to one or what could have been a complete disaster, like 10 to one. Um, I want them to take these opportunities to start building upon each other and what they can use as this team starts to, I don't want to call it a full rebuild because I, I don't think that that's what's happening, but, you know, starts to figure out how it's going to look in the next season. So use these opportunities to try some stuff out, to feel, to have fun. They can have fun. The pressure should be off. Like they can go out and have fun. Um, and just, you know, try to keep Patrick Kane from just being Patrick Kane as much as possible. So, and thankfully after Monday, we don't have to play Chicago again until the next season, which is just really nice. And it'll, and it will only be what like four times and two for even better it will be two times that'll be great correct yeah that's what i was about to say yeah it'll only be twice so that'll be weird with with nashville with dallas and with chicago returning back to only playing them twice a year that'll be strange but a welcome change given the fact no, no, i'm ready to be mad at the capitals and hate the pens and don't you miss them i kind of miss them the rangers i'm about to send them a you web text you know what i mean scream obscenities at austin matthews like i kind of miss them i don't disagree um but yeah for me i think it's just like carrying in some of the energy that you saw there at the end of the third period and kind of letting that progress through um you know progress through the rest of the the games here this weekend with uh you know with chicago on saturday and then again on monday um yeah i mean maybe by the next time we talk like we'll have news about a trade but really there's no way to know yeah it's i mean we'll obviously post on social media any updates um as soon as we know about them um, and depending on how crazy the situation is, might even post a <laughs> another, you know, special episode uh, involving the trade deadline. Because if Yarmo decides to go hog wild with getting rid of people, we may have to have a conversation about it. Because uh, I will inevitably have feelings. And I was Jer- going to say, uh, do you want to? <laughs> Jeremy a- might just be entertained by the feelings. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to have like a, um, oh my God, why am I forgetting what that's called? What's the acronym for things when you do like noises? ASMR. Oh my yes. God. 
it would just be an ASMR of Laura crying. That would be the <laughs> podcast episode. I did um, shake my hands in Yarmo's direction this evening um, after Michael Delzato scored his goal. And I just was like, please let him stay. Like, just please let him stay. My mental health needs him to stay. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, we will, we will keep all of you guys as updated as possible. Um, and there's going to be some, some interesting things coming out over the next couple of days. It's going to be a very different looking team, probably, um, on Monday night uh, when they face Chicago for the second time because the trade deadline ends at three. So, but aside from that, on a personal note from Jeremy and I, um, I just want, or we just want to thank everyone who has been listening and supporting and interacting with us um we had a really big week this week um for this little venture that we're doing um we had no idea three months ago when jeremy had the idea to do this podcast in the shower um that we would be now 35 36 episodes in that we would Um, be building this brand um, around our content or that we would be, you know, building these partnerships with actual legitimate businesses um, that support us and believe in what we're doing and, you know, the message that we want to project for the hockey community in Columbus and, you know, that, these real journalists and reporters and analysts like even entertain the idea of of speaking to us and hearing our thoughts about this team that we love and this city that we love. Um, So this was a really big week. It was a really big week. We have so many exciting things um, coming up, so many things that we're planning to do in our own quote unquote off season um, to prepare um, to do this all over again. when the regular season starts in October. Um, but we just want to thank all of you. Like we truly had no idea that it would be to this point. And me being the eternal optimist thinks that, you know, there's still ways that we can go and still, um, you know, more people that we can reach and all that sort of stuff. But for now, like, We're just super thankful and we went out to dinner tonight to celebrate and ordered really fancy drinks and expensive food. Um, So it was a good time, but we can't wait to share some of the like super exciting stuff with you guys super soon. Which is so bold because we make approximately zero dollars, zero cents doing this, but we were like, let's spend all the money. Yeah, it was a treat ourselves. It was, it was. Situation. I got my tax return this week, so. Oh, come on. What you know about a tax return? Come on, thank you, IRS. And you sold tickets, so. I did, yeah, that's true. Um, The big, yeah, can you tell that there's emotion in the podcast tonight? Can you tell, <laughs> can you tell that it's there? Laura just made a heart with her hand, and I don't know if she knows she did it, but she did. Maybe I'll find a way to, I look like a hog body. So I can't post this. All right. Great. 
I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll crop that and we'll be, I'll screenshot that. Um, so yeah, I mean, like Laura said, we'll keep you up to date on everything, trade deadline happening and, and all the stuff that we hear and see. Um, you all know the drill. You can do that by following us on Twitter or Instagram at subjectivelypod. Um, you know how we spell it by now. And if you don't, welcome. You're new here. Um, and we're so glad you chose today to come. So yeah, that's at CBjectively. I love when we meet with people and we talk to people about the podcast and that's the question. They're like, okay, how? And I'm like, funny you should ask. <laughs> subjectively speaking we've changed it in the course of the three months that we've had the podcast correct um so follow us there we'd love to interact with you all as always um but until we get the chance to connect again and and you know talk about maybe some changes with the team we talk about the game against chicago we just hope that you all stay well and you know take care of yourselves as much as you can and try not to after all like as much as this team means to us and as much as the games mean to us like keep in mind that like there's a human element to this too the players are people you're people so like take care of you like don't let your don't let this be the thing that like consumes you and like alters your mental health um and we will talk to you all again here very soon bye